Hi, and welcome to Follow's weekly message podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope this message inspires you and helps you follow Jesus in your community for his glory. Here's the message. Today's Bible reading is from Proverbs 3, 3 to 4. Now, if you're one of the follow kids, I usually say you should know where your Bible is and you can go and grab it. But if you don't have it with you, don't worry, it'll be on the screen too. Let's read. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favour with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so great to be here to celebrate Follow Kids today and to acknowledge those kids who are moving on up to follow youth. You know, kids were so precious to Jesus. He said, let the little kids come unto me. And he also said that we are to have childlike faith, that kind of faith where there's unconditional trust and wide-eyed wonder that our God can do anything. It's sadly something that adults seem to grow out of, but we never should. And so kids, no doubt you learn a lot from us as adults, but we have a lot that we can learn from you. And so I want all the kids watching to know that you are amazing and you are very much loved at Follow Church. And I also want to say well done for getting towards the end of a very tough year this year. You've done so well. Well, speaking of learning new things, I'm sure kids, you can remember the first time you learned something new. Maybe it's tying a braid in your hair and I can't really demonstrate for that for you today. Or maybe it's riding a bike for the first time without training wheels. Those moments in life are exciting moments. For me, when I was a young guy, one of the things I had to learn to do for the first time was to tie a tie. Now, I'm going to show you how I learned how to do it when I was young. And if you've never tied a tie, maybe this week you want to have a practice with your parents. But when you're tying a tie, the first thing you're going to do is have a, a button-up shirt with a collar. And you've got to button up your top button here. And then once you've buttoned that up, you sort of flick your collar up so it's up in the air. And then you get the tie. Now, when you're tying a tie, usually the long bit, you put it over your neck like that. And the long bit is long and then the short bit is short. And what I do when I'm tying a tie is I flick one over the other like that. And then the first step is you wrap it around like that. And if you want a fatter tie at the top, most people will wrap it around a second time like that. And so now you've got a bit of a bundle there. And what you do with this crossover is you take the long bit and you poke it up through where your neck is. And so we're going to poke it up there and pull it on through like that. And then at the front where the knot is, you'll see you can pull the little front flap of the knot out. And the idea is to poke this long bit down through there and then pull the long bit down. And so now you're getting a bit of a knot up here, which is nice. Now at the back, you've got the little bit and you've got the front bit. So what you do is you grab hold of the knot like that and then you pull the bit at the back until it goes up to where your neck is. And then if it's sitting nice where you want it, you just pull your collar back down over the top and there you go, there's a tie. And so if you've never tied a tie, maybe that's something you want to learn this week. But when you put a tie on, you put it on, it's for a significant occasion. Maybe at school and you might think, well, that's not significant, but it is because you're learning at school. But it might be a really important event at school, maybe like a school graduation or the end of year 12, it might be a formal event. Uh, one day it might be a wedding and you're going to need to learn how to put a tie on at that time. So I'd encourage you to practice tying a tie this week, get your parents to help and see if you can perfect it. But when you put the tie on and it's bound around your neck like mine is, it's showing that the event you're going to is a big deal. You see, the thing about a tie is that you put it on for the event, but then at the end of the day, 
you take it off and you place it back in your wardrobe until the next event you need a tie for. Now here's a little tip for you. Once you've done your tie once and you've got it to the perfect length, instead of pulling apart, just leave it like that. Then you can hang it up in your cupboard and you can just pull it out next time, put it back on and then just adjust it. That's a little trick for you. But tires are put on at significant times and then they're taken off and they're put back in the cupboard. The book of Proverbs is what we're going through here at Follow at the moment and it's full of good and wise advice to live our lives by. In today's proverb, it says that we should bind faithfulness and love around our necks and that these things should never leave us. In other words, we don't take love or faithfulness off whenever we feel like it. We don't put these things on one day and then put them away in the cupboard for the next special occasion. Unlike a tie, they should remain bound to us at all times. And I think that is great and godly advice for life every day. Kids, I'm sure your parents give you good advice and guidelines in your lives. They might say things like, save your money from a young age so that one day you can buy something that you've been wanting or even something you need like a car. Uh, sometimes parents say, make sure you talk with your mouth closed so that you don't show everyone what you're chewing. Or even worse, allow some of that to spit out onto the table or land on someone else's plate. And I think that's good advice. Chew with your mouth closed. My parents used to always say, use your manners, and maybe your parents have said that as well. And so look people in the eye when you're talking to them. Say please and thank you when you're asking for or receiving something from someone. That is all good advice that will help you in life. And the Bible also teaches us to obey our parents, and so it's always a good thing to do. You know, Proverbs contains that sort of advice. But more importantly, it's advice on how to live our lives if we're going to live a life that pleases God, our Heavenly Father. And so today's passage is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. And it says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And so kids at Follow, I know some of you write notes in your sermon when you're watching a sermon. So if you're doing that today, the first thing you can write down is this, live a life of love. You know, the greatest way we can live our lives is the way of love. In this verse of Proverbs, that same word for love can be translated as mercy or kindness. In other words, live a life of love that is kind. I wonder kids, when you're at school, would your friends see you as somebody who is kind? Do you look out for other kids who maybe don't have many friends or look a little bit different to other people? Do you care for people when they're sad or when they're hurt or alone? Are you one of those kids who gets jealous or rude to your friends and when they bring a new toy to school, you say, I don't like it, mine's better, even though you, know, you actually think deep down it's pretty cool? Or do you encourage your friends and want the very best for them? Do you celebrate with them when things go well? I know when I was at school, it's a long time ago now, but I can remember times when I was very kind. But if I'm honest, I can also remember times when I wasn't very kind to other kids at school. And so I wonder what your friends would say if I was to ask them about you. What if I asked your parents if you're kind? Would they say, yeah, of course? Or would they say, no? Or would they say, yeah, sometimes? Well, here's the big test. You've got your kids at school, you've got your parents, but what if I asked your little brother or sister? Would they say you're kind? I know that brothers and sisters can sometimes be a little bit annoying. That's kind of their job. But the Bible tells us that we're still meant to love even them. 
You know, sometimes we treat love or kindness like a tie. We put it on when we're with our friends, but then we take it off for our parents. Or we might leave it on for our parents, but then we take it off for our brother or sister. But Proverbs teaches us to live a life of love towards everyone, our friends, our family, and even towards our enemies or those who don't do nice things in return. Now, that's not always easy, is it? Kids, I'm talking to you this morning. But let me talk to the adults for a second. Let's have a big person conversation because the big people might think this is for the kids so we can kind of tune out for a moment. But this is actually for everyone. This may seem basic and elementary, but this is no easier for you or for me than it is for our children. At the core of who we're created to be, we are called to be people of love and kindness. And Proverbs tells us we're to bind it around our necks and clothe ourselves with love and compassion. And so I wonder this morning, how are we going with that? How are you loving your friends right now, particularly in this really difficult year? We're at stage one of relaunching here at Follow, and the stage one is reconnecting. And so who have you reached out to in the last week? Uh, you know, sometimes we just wait for the church to make that happen, but we are the church, and so we all have a role. And so who are you going to reach out to this week? How are you supporting, encouraging, and loving your husband or your wife, your housemate, your children, or even those you find difficult? Is love something that is permanently bound around your neck, or is it cooped up in the cupboard for special occasions, or perhaps just reserved for certain people and not others? Is love still there when you have that difficult conversation? Is it active when you send that email, post that comment, or see that person? You know that person I'm talking about, the one you perceive has done you wrong, that person you've held a grudge against for years. Is love present in that moment? Now, this may all seem very simple, but if we can't get the simple truths right, how can we possibly graduate towards greater maturity in Christ? In fact, it's these simple truths that we need to come back to over and over again to apply and also to repent of when we fall short of this standard of love. At Follow Jesus is our vision, and he modelled this loving kindness perfectly for us. Jesus, we all know, was God in human form, and we know that God is love, and so to know love, we need look no further than the person of Jesus. He's our ultimate role model. And so how did he show love? Well, in his life, he was incredibly kind. He was so gracious towards people. He looked out for those who others didn't seem to care about. Kids, if, if Jesus was at your school, he would definitely care for the kids who were alone, or even the kids who did naughty things. He would spend time with them and love them. He showed forgiveness and grace, even to the worst of the sinners. He spent time with the down and out, the least and the lost, the tax collector, the prostitute, the Samaritan. He showed compassion and kindness to those he encountered here on earth. In fact, the only people he didn't seem gracious towards was the religious hypocrites that apparently knew all about love in here, but certainly didn't show it in practical ways. Jesus was the perfect example of love in the way he lived his life. But the ultimate demonstration of his love was seen at the cross. You know, before Jesus died on the cross, he once said that there's no greater love than this, that a person would lay down his life for the sake of his friends. And when it came to that moment, when the greater love was required, Jesus was willing to demonstrate it in the costliest way, the pinnacle of love and kindness, to lay down his life. Did he die for his friends? Absolutely. 
But he also died for those who didn't believe in him, for those who criticized him, undermined him, spat on him, and even for those who nailed him to the cross. And he invites us, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to live in this way towards one another and to the world around us. And so I don't want us to lose the profoundness of this opportunity in the simplicity of this command. When it comes to love and binding it around our neck, we have both a responsibility and an opportunity to model this for our family, for our friends, and to all the people we meet, even those who persecute us. And so let's come back to the kids for a moment. What can you do this week, kids? Well, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to think about one person who you find hard to love. Or maybe it's someone who's done something that's made you sad. And this week, ask God every day to help you to show them love and kindness. Adults, what's the advice for you? Simply love one another. In John 13, 35, it says, The world will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. So the first challenge from Proverbs is to live a life of love. Secondly, we're challenged to live a life of faithfulness. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, Now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now we just talked about love, but you'll notice that faith or faithfulness makes the top three things that will remain, even in eternity. And so what does it mean to live a life of faithfulness? Well, kids, I'm sure that most of you can think of that one special friend you have who is faithful to you. In other words, they stick by you and they stick up for you no matter what. They're loyal to you and they care for you because they're your friend. You can depend on them. Now, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24 says, Friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. You know, it's great to have friends who love you like that. And God wants us to love him like that, to be faithful to God above all else. You know, as a pastor, I get to conduct a lot of weddings. That means I get to be the guy up the front who talks and helps people when they're getting married. And weddings are an incredibly joyful occasion. Now, I know, kids, that you're a long way off getting married, but I did tell my daughters they couldn't date until 30 and they didn't listen. So it might not be as far away as you think. But one of the things that happens at a wedding is that a man and a woman who have fallen in love stand in front of their friends and their family to make promises to be faithful to each other. They say things like, I will be faithful to you forsaking all others. In other words, they're saying that I'm going to love you and be in relationship with you and nobody else. You are my number one priority. You are my husband or wife, and I'm going to love you, stick by you, be loyal to you for the rest of our life. And then they give each other rings, a ring that looks a little bit like this. And then I will say something like, you know, may your love for one another be unending like the circle of these rings. Now, this is my wedding ring. We got married over 20 years ago, and it used to be round, but about 11 years on the building site means that it's a little bit wonky now, but it's still never-ending. It's still something that is a circle, and it still symbolizes that the love and faithfulness that my wife have professed to one another. And so on the wedding day, they give the rings, and at the end of all these wonderful promises, they, they do a kiss, Ooh, and everyone claps and cheers. I find these days when my wife Kim and I kiss, the kids go, ooh. But on a wedding day, everyone goes, ooh, and it's a beautiful moment. And it's a wonderful promise that this man and woman are making to each other. 
You know, Proverbs is encouraging us that when it comes to our relationship with God, he wants us to be faithful to him above everyone and everything else in our lives. King Solomon, the author of Proverbs, tells us to bind faithfulness around our necks always in everything we do to please God. But he also says to write it on the tablet of our hearts. Now, when we talk about tablets these days, we think of two things. First of all, we think of these sorts of tablets. If you've got a headache, you'll go and you'll get a tablet out and you'll swallow the tablet and hopefully it'll help your headache go away. The other thing we think of are electronic tablets, things like an iPad or a tablet, a bit like the one I've got here today, things that you watch YouTube or play games on. Uh, But tablets in biblical times were very different. They were made of stone or clay, and people would carve or etch things on a tablet. So they'd get a a chisel and a hammer, and they would kind of carve things into their tablet. Um, Do you think I should try it with my iPad today? Should I give this a go and maybe carve into my iPad? No, I don't think I'll do that. This one's not designed to be carved into. Uh, This is an electronic tablet. But back in the day, they were stone or clay, and you would etch things in. And once you wrote things in a tablet like that with your hammer and chisel, you couldn't rub it out. You couldn't press backspace or use whiteout to cover it up. It was permanent. Well, Proverbs chapter 3 says that we're to write faithfulness on the tablet of our hearts. It's not like a tie that you, you know, put on or take off. It's etched into our heart like it was on a tablet and it is forever. It goes with us everywhere we go. Now, kids, I hope that you're getting in the habit of reading the Bible every day at a young age. Maybe with your parents, or maybe if you're a bit older, you read it now by yourself. You know, Psalms chapter 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart. And so God has given us his word in his Bible, and he's given us his Holy Spirit, and he wants us to be faithful to him above everyone else. Relationship with God should be our number one priority. But if we're honest, it's not always easy to be faithful, is it? The Bible tells us, for example, to be generous. But sometimes we want, you know, we just don't want to share with others. The Bible tells us to be slow to speak and quick to listen. But sometimes we just want everyone to hear us and our opinion and we want us to be the ones that are right. The Bible teaches us to put God first. But sometimes we forget to read his word and pray or, or just be still to listen to him. The Bible tells us to love one another and forgive one another, but sometimes we're nasty and selfish and we hold on to a grudge. Sometimes our friends might want us to do things that we know wouldn't please God, like to tell a lie or to steal or maybe to make fun of someone else. And in that moment, we have a choice whether we're going to be faithful to God or do something that displeases him. And so Proverbs encourages us to bind faithfulness around our neck and write it on the tablet of our heart. In other words, God wants us to be faithful all the time. Now, kids, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, Pastor Luke, that that sounds impossible. And guess what? You're right. It's impossible to do that in our own strength. But God has promised to help us if we're in a relationship with him. In the Old Testament, the people had laws and commandments sort of etched on those tablets, you know, you put it on there. But God knew that would be too hard for them to keep. And so he promised that he would help us by putting his law in our minds and by writing it on our hearts. Now, we know that Jesus died so that we could be forgiven of all the times we aren't faithful and do the wrong thing. But he also promised to send a helper to help us to be faithful because we can't do it ourselves. 
That helper is the Holy Spirit who is in us and with us all the time, pointing us back to Jesus and helping us to be faithful to him in the times when it's easy and even in the times when it's hard and we're tempted to do things that displease him. He helps us every day to live a life of love and a life of faithfulness. And that's important. And this is the third thing you can write down today. Because lives of love and faithfulness make God and others smile. Let's just remember our verse today, Proverbs 3, verse 3 and 4. It says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and in the sight of man. Now, last weekend, I took our son Lenny camping for the first time that he can remember, and he absolutely loved it. Over the weekend, we tried new things. We, we did a bit of fishing together for the first time, and we visited rock pools, and we caught crabs, and we found a little prawn. We dug holes in the sand, and, and I just watched the joy on his face as he ran around with his friends and some of the new friends he made that weekend, and he just had the time of his life. And I watched him from afar that weekend, and I watched the way that he was kind, kind to his friends, his new friends he met, and I saw the way he cared for them. And on the weekend, when I saw that happen, I couldn't help but smile. I would smile from ear to ear, and I was pleased with the things he did over the weekend. And just as I look at our son and our daughters, and I feel pleased and proud with who they are, and many of the things they do, I think God, our Heavenly Father, looks at us and He's pleased with us and He's proud of you when you live a life of love and faithfulness. I think it makes Him smile. We should never forget that in all we do, we are representing Jesus to those we meet. And so as we show love and kindness and as we're faithful friends and faithful to God, we show people what Jesus is like. And when we do that, it pleases God and it helps us to connect with people. And I think they will respect and often like us. Not always, but most of the time. And that's a really good thing because Jesus said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Kids and adults, this week, it's a new week and a new opportunity to love people and to be faithful to God. And so I encourage you to think about that and ask God about what are some of the ways that you can be loving, kind, and faithful this week. Let me pray. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you so much that you are such a loving, kind, and faithful God, that you love us unconditionally, that your grace is undeserved love. So even when we make mistakes, you love us anyway. And Lord, you're faithful to us, even though there's times when we aren't faithful to you, when we disobey some of those commands you've given us, you are still incredibly faithful to us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us with the help of your Holy Spirit this week to show you that we love you, that we are faithful to you, and to show the world around us that we love them as well, that they are precious to you, and so they're precious to us. Help us to be faithful as friends. Help us to be faithful to one another, and help us to be loving and kind to everyone we meet. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Follow Online. To stay updated, go to follow.church. As the people of God, let's stay connected and follow the words of Jesus to love one another.